My name is Emma Wilson, and I'm an athlete at Huntington University. And why I run is because it's just something I love to do, and I feel like it's helped me become a better person, like aside from running. And it's just prepared me a lot for the ups and downs of life. And we're recording. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Triple Knot, a podcast for collegiate runners to share their stories, celebrate their accomplishments, and open up conversation around the challenges we may face as young athletes. I'm your host, Haley, and today I am joined by Huntington University sophomore Emma Wilson. Emma grew up in Indiana. She was a Gatorade cross country athlete of the year. She was an All American high school and multiple time state champion there in Indiana. She went on to compete at the University of Illinois for one year before transferring. And despite the extreme circumstances of the COVID-19 pandemic, her performances this past season stuck out to me as some of the most impressive performances of a collegiate athlete. And she most recently just missed the Olympic trial standard in the 10K, which she's probably sick of hearing, but she ran an incredible 32-38, which is an NAIA national record. And earlier in the season, I saw that she had a tight runner-up finish at the cross-country town meet of champions with a 6K time of 2018. So that was also an extremely impressive run. So really looking forward to hearing more of Emma's story and tapping into what led her to those accomplishments. So Emma, set the scene for us right now. What is currently going on in your life? I know you just finished up your semester and your season. So where are you at and what's going on? Well, not too much is actually going on right now. I'm just about to finish up my break from running, actually. So I'll start back tomorrow with just, you know, like a 20 minute easy run and <laughs> getting back into things again. Um, but it's been a nice break, especially since like my running break landed on finals week. So I got to really focus on, you know, school and getting all that done. Nice. What do you try to focus on during your break? What's most important to you? Well, since it usually falls in the school during the school year, I'm just getting to focus more on school and then I have a little more free time to like hang out with friends and stuff. So that's always nice. And what are you majoring in at Huntington? Um, my major is studio art. Studio art. Sweet. How has that worked with doing finals online? <laughs> um, it's been a little tricky, but I think since like stuff went online last year, people were a little more prepared this time of like everything going online. And so like for my studio classes, it was more taking pictures of my artwork and then submitting in that. So that worked out pretty well still. Awesome. So do they still provide you with all the supplies and materials you need to make those projects possible? Yeah, we just get to take our stuff home and work in it there. So cool. So where did it all begin for you running wise? What is your earliest memory of yourself as a runner? Um, I started running in fourth grade and I just kind of like started doing it because my older brother started in middle school. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll just like follow what he's doing. And, you know, it's just for fun, just like running with the team and everything. Um, yeah. And just kind of like progress from there, like just something I've done since then. Awesome. I also started running in fourth grade too. We had a little recess club. It was probably more walking than running, but <laughs> Were you on a middle school team or like a USATF club team or anything like that? 
for the fourth grade, it was just like an elementary, like little club thing that started, like it wasn't anything crazy. I think there was maybe like five of us that were on it. So yeah. Awesome. And what made you gravitate to the sport? Like at what point were you like, this is my thing. Like, this is what I love and what I'm good at. Um, it was probably towards the end of middle school that I really felt like it was something that I loved to do and would like want to continue on in like high school and, you know, possibly college, depending on how things went. But yeah. So when you got to high school, what were some of your major accomplishments or experiences that set you up for some of the successes you're seeing today? Um, well, I guess some of the accomplishments were like, you know, um, competing at state and in track and cross country and doing well there and then getting to compete at the Nike cross nationals and do bigger meets like that. I feel like, especially like doing at least like the NXR meet that really helped, you know, get experience for like how to handle bigger races like that in college. And then for track, um, my senior year, I actually competed unattached. Um, so like I got to do some college track meets and that really helped just get some more experience and like learn what to expect in those circumstances. I'm curious why did you compete unattached your senior year of high school well like there were some problems like with the school and um, my coach was no longer able to work there so I just wanted to keep running for him and that's what I did nice great so what did your college decision process look like for you what were your prospects and what made you choose the University of Illinois on your first go-around it was definitely a hard process um you know, just trying to figure out like what was going to be the best fit for me, especially like being from a small town. I didn't have a whole lot of people I could like get advice from, but like my high school coach was really good because he competed in college too. And he helped me kind of like sort through like what kind of questions to ask coaches and everything. And I thought the University of Illinois would be a good fit for me, like in the beginning, because the coach, the way she talked was like, you know, there was a good team atmosphere and um, there would be more of a balance between school and athletics and everything there. Cause I know like some schools, you know, it's hard to find a good balance, but yeah, that's where the main reasons I picked there. And were you a studio art major from the time you started college? What were your academic expectations for yourself? Um, I was actually undecided my first semester. I had always had a really big interest in art, but I just want to make sure like before I decided on anything, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And then going into second semester is when I made that decision. And yeah, I have been happy with that so far. That's awesome. And you mentioned earlier that you started running because of your brother. Did he run in college? Was that something he did? Yeah, he is a senior at Anderson University right now, and he's still running there. That's great. You guys get to train together and come home for breaks. Yeah, I think tomorrow we're planning to go on a run together. <laughs> nice. That's, that's so great. I've always wished that I had siblings that I could run. <laughs> were your parents big into running, or was that just something that came to you? They ran in high school, but like, you know, it was just for fun, like nothing crazy. Like my mom was like on their first uh, women's team at their high school. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So you made the decision to go to the University of Illinois and then heading into college. What were some of your expectations and goals for yourself? Um, I just really wanted to focus on continuing to improve and get better. And then like since it was the D1 school, I did eventually want to become All-American. You know, I feel like that's always a common goal. What type of training did you do in high school? And then how did that transition once you got to college? In high school, we just kind of focused on like 
progressing in mileage and like, you know, getting set up for that college training. Um, we did like a lot of thresholds and typical like speed work and stuff. So like nothing crazy. And I felt like it was a transition to college training because like my mileage didn't jump up or anything. And I was able to like, you know, just continue from there. So I think it went pretty well. Nice. Yeah, that definitely makes it a little easier when you don't have to make too big of a mileage jump and you can focus on all the social and emotional and mental aspects of yeah. transition because those are taxing physically too. So when you did get to college, I saw that your first year at University of Illinois, you did get to compete in the top seven. And I think, did you get to race at the NCAA national championships? Yeah, I did. Awesome. So what was that experience like for you as a freshman getting to race at such a high level pretty instantly? Um, it was really cool experience um, throughout high school. You kind of like follow along with that stuff. So it's cool to like actually get to be there and be a part of it. And what challenges were you faced with in your first semester of college? At least like when I was at Illinois, it was really hard, like adjusting, going from like a small town to like such a big school. Um, that was a big part of it. And then I put a lot of pressure on myself being there because like, you know, it is, you know, really competitive being at a D1 school and like not just like against other schools, but like, you know, within the team, you want to support each other, but at the same time, you still want to be like on those in the top seven, getting to travel and compete at all the meets. So that was a little difficult to deal with sometimes, you know, just the pressure I put on myself. How did you see that affect you when it came to training and racing? Um, I think at least like training wise, it was a little hard to like, you know, not feel competitive with my teammates, especially like during workouts and stuff, you know, there's always just that little bit of tension, at least like I felt that, you know, with myself between everyone and then, um, yeah, racing, you're not only worried about like competing against other schools, but also like where you stand within the team. Yeah. What was maybe a turning point or breakthrough moment for you? when you were able to stop putting so much pressure on yourself or view your competitiveness with your teammates differently if there was one there might not have been yeah I didn't really get the chance to work through it there because um over Christmas break I got a stress fracture so I was out for a while and then I actually did decide I was so burned down on running that I just needed you know that break and like just to take a step back from everything so like that's why I did decide to transfer just to like take things a little slower, be able to get back to running and just enjoying everything again without putting that pressure on myself in that environment. Did the pressure that you put on yourself make you feel like you were losing the joy for the sport? Yeah, definitely. I was extremely burned out because I just felt like every day I needed to like push myself as hard as I could. And I couldn't take time to like remember why I wanted to do it. So you have a stress fracture now in the winter and, or not now, but <laughs> a year ago, I guess it was, which is crazy, a full year. What happened next? Like at what point did you start looking into transferring? What was that process like? Um, it was probably, I don't know, going into the spring, like around March, I think, is when I kind of started to look into that. And yeah, because um, I knew when I got back, from my injury because that was really hard to deal with like even then like I was you know on my own away from the team and everything and I just knew like I was going to go right back to 
all that pressure. And I was already nervous about like where I was going to be in my running when I got done with the cross training and came back to it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard too when you have a big injury like that. And you, it sounds like what your body really needs is rest. And I know like for me personally, when I put a lot of pressure on myself, that manifests into the cross training and you can't really let yourself rest. Was that something that you experienced? Oh yeah. Um, I definitely mentally was not in a good place when I was there, like with the cross training, because I was just pushing myself so hard every day with that. When were you able to finally give yourself a break and recover? Um, I think like when we went home after spring break for quarantine, honestly, like that was good for me to just have that time away to process everything that was going on and just deal with it. And at that point, so we're talking mid-March of 2020 or so, at that point, had you already decided on transferring and where you were going? I hadn't quite decided, but I was definitely like starting to look into it. And I was really nervous about going from like a D1 school to like a different division because I know D1 is looked up to as the place to be. So Hannah Stoffel, she's at Huntington. She's one of my teammates. And I saw that she had gone from D1 to NAI. And so like I reached out to her then about her experience and that helped a lot. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, that's great to have that mentor because it is when you're, you have those expectations for yourself and you have that opportunity that so many people want to be at the D1 level, it's, I can see why it would be so hard to, to feel like you're giving, giving up on that dream. How did you reach out to Hannah? How did, like, how did you figure out that whole situation? Um, well, I saw, like, I found her on, on Instagram and then, so I, like, I sent her a message and, like, her email was on there. So I sent her, like, an email, like, explaining like what I was going through and just like if she had any advice of not just about Huntington but just like transferring in general and she was super helpful you know she got right back with me and was like you know describing her experience and like just giving advice of like you know making sure to make the right decision for myself and you know consider everything. Wow I love I love that story that's so great also Instagram yeah it's really funny to me because that's how I connect with most of the guests for my podcast is over Instagram and it's it's sort of an awkward thing to, to DM someone or reach out in that way. But, oh, that's so great that, that she was receptive, so receptive to that. Wow. Yeah. And you both are teammates now. Yeah. Nice. So what was your conversation like with your coaches at Illinois when you were going through the transfer process and then with your new coaches at Huntington? Um, it was definitely hard telling them that I wanted to transfer and I, it was hard too because like I had just been injured so they weren't sure how much that was playing a factor and they definitely like wanted me to stay there longer because of everything you know even like the COVID stuff like I think you know a normal college experience for that first year but they were understanding that I needed to do what was right for myself and so that was really nice that you know they weren't mad or anything about it um, and then you know the Huntington coaches they were really good about figuring out where I was coming from and the stuff that I had been going through mentally and everything just helped me work through that. It must've been difficult to make that decision too during COVID because I'm sure you weren't able, well, I'm not sure, but were you able to tour schools or go on any visits or get a sense of the school in that way? The only thing like, you know, I can set up like actual tours. So like my parents took me to some like college campuses just to like walk around ourselves and kind of get a feel for how everything was. 
And Huntington's in Indiana. So is that closer to home for you too? Um, it's about the same distance as Illinois was. So, you know, it's not a huge change or anything. So on this second go around of college admission, what did you do differently or like what advice would you give to someone who's in that position of looking to transfer and switch schools now? Um, I would definitely tell them, you know, to look into um, all their options and, you know, to make the right decision for themselves and definitely like reach out to people to talk to like the coaches and I don't know, maybe try to get in contact with other athletes on the team just to get a feel for like how their experience on at those schools has been. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And what did you focus on during COVID once you were coming back from this stress fracture, also figuring out another big transition you were going to be making in your life and dealing with a global pandemic? What, (laughs) what did your day look like? What, what were, what were your goals then? My biggest goal, I guess, for running and like coming back was just to enjoy it again, you know, and take things slow, which is really hard. And then I guess when it was like during school, a lot of the day was focused on schoolwork. So that was, you know, kind of helped keep routine and everything. And then over the summer, I was just working through like the transfer process and like getting all my transcripts and everything sent in. Did that ease some of the pressure for you to not have any races on the schedule? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know like the pandemic has been hard for a lot of people, but for me, it it has honestly been a good thing of just being able to like step back and slow things down and take it one step at a time rather than having to worry about the stress of getting in shape really fast for, you know, the big races and everything. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I really think it's so important to honor that too, because I know for me in the spring, that was the least stressed I had ever felt in school before. And at the same time, it felt like the world was crumbling around us. But in my own personal bubble, there was a month or two of some peace with myself and not feeling like I had to go out and accomplish everything in the world. So how, when you approach meets and races and big workouts, how do you handle that pressure now? Because I'm sure you still must be really motivated and goal oriented. So what's that like for you? I just have to like remind myself because like a lot of it is I worry about disappointing people if I don't perform well. So I just have to remind myself that people are going to like you no matter how good or bad you perform and just to like just go out there and do your best and like one bad workout or one bad race isn't the end of the world and you know just keep that in mind. So when you were heading into the fall season, how did you sort of make stability or structure out of this crazy uncertain season? Well, I guess like, you know, with the team practice and everything, that consistency every day helped a lot. And then um, when school started, that helped out too, like, you know, classes and staying on that schedule. It's definitely hard, especially like if you don't know like what the racing schedule is going to be like you know, focus on making sure to do everything right. But I guess just sticking to that routine helped a lot. Were you, did you work with your coaches to make your own schedule for races? Um, no, like we just kind of stuck to like the one, like um, the NIA schedule that came up throughout the year. And then like, um, like the Midwest Media Champions meet came up. So that was like a really cool opportunity. And then like the 10K, like we weren't sure like, you know, what any of those we're going to be. So like, as things came up, we just kind of went with it. 
And how did COVID and transferring affect your goals and intentions? How, just how you saw yourself as a runner in general? I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly, because I was so burned out with running that I was, um, I wasn't worried about like, you know, improving really fast or like, you know, getting in shape quickly right away. I was just focused on you know, having a good experience with the team and, you know, just getting back to having fun and enjoying running again. Great. So let's talk about some of your, your recent races. I want to hear all about this 10 K. So I follow the fast women newsletter. I don't know if you've heard of that. And that's, that's how I first heard about you. And I saw, I I saw the video for the 10 K and it seems like you had some pacers maybe from your school and, I, yeah, I would just love to hear all about that experience with Pacers and what your race plan was, how you executed it, anything you want, want to share about that race. Um, that was a really cool experience, um, you know, especially since my teammates were there um, to, like, help me through that race. Um, and it was their first 10K, too, so, like, <laughs> that was cool to all get to do together. Yeah, the goal was for them just to, like, go out and run consistent splits and you know just for me to hang on you know as long as I could at the the Olympic trials qualifying time uh just you know since it was my first 10k I tried not to worry too much about like if I didn't hit that time I just wanted to go out there and do the best that I could and you know there was like a lot of stress of like stuff in the weeks before that we weren't expecting so just to get the chance to still go out there and do that was was really exciting at what point during this season when you were finding yourself again as a runner and trying to take off some of the pressure, at what point did you realize that, hey, like an Olympic trials standard 10K is something attainable and something that I want to go for? Um, well, my coaches had mentioned like after I ran the 1625 in Iowa for like the, the pre-nats meet um, for cross country, um, they said that that's when they thought that that could be a possibility. And so like we started doing more workouts to see kind of like if that would be a possibility and we just kind of like progressed from there. Did you surprise yourself this season? Were you expecting to have this sort of success? Oh yeah, I was really surprised. I wasn't, yeah, like I said, I wasn't sure what to expect from the season, but yeah, I think definitely like being able to take that pressure away and you know, just focus on having fun and enjoying it has helped so much with that. So during this 10K, your first 10K ever, that's insane as well. Do you, when you train, do you train with the men's team? Yeah, um, the men's and women's team trains together. So whatever workout group is going to work best for people is like who they're with. So it's, it's fun. It keeps things exciting. It's awesome. What points during the race were the most challenging for you? Um, once it got like past the 6k, it was definitely hard to, you know, you got to stay focused and, you know, keep pushing through, but yeah, that part got a little tough. And during this season, you've been up racing with some really accomplished runners and professional runners, even, even lapping them on in the 10k. What is it like for you to see yourself up there at that level and, and be like, Hey, I, I can compete with these people. I belong here. I'm I'm not sure like that part's sunk in yet like it's definitely been (laughs) a you know really surprising transition and it's been a really fun experience and I just honestly like 
you know, try not to worry too much about that and just keep focusing on improving, but still like having fun and not trying to, you know, put pressure on being the best or anything. What are some other proud moments that you have from this season, whether it was maybe a small accomplishment in a workout or a mental hurdle you overcame, something that we might not have seen on the news. No. <laughs> I honestly, I think the biggest one is just being back to having fun with running. That has been the biggest one and like remembering, you know, how to have fun with it and not that it, you know, still taking it seriously, but you know, that I don't need to like um, obsess over it, I guess. I saw in, so I, I also watched the 6K from the USA Media Champions. And it seems like to me, you really just, you just get out after it right from the gun and like, you're instantly just so determined and locked in. What is your general race strategy or how do you channel that focus during a race and that courage to just go out for after your goals? I guess. Yeah. I definitely don't like to like sit and kick or anything because it's definitely better for me to just go out there and try to run like consistent splits and, you know, hit that hit a good time that way rather than, you know, holding back and then kicking. Um, I don't know. I guess it is hard sometimes to maintain that focus throughout the race. You practice it. So you do it when you get to a race. <laughs> so what's next for you? You just are coming off of a break right now and a break academically and are entering a break academically and coming off of a break athletically. What are you hoping for this coming season? I'm actually not sure what our season's going to look like. We had like some stuff happen with like with our coaches. So like, we're not quite sure what, like what to expect, but I guess I'll just focus on, you know, taking these next few weeks of easy runs and like doing everything I can to like, you know, get back on routine and everything and just prepare for the workouts that are going to be coming up after that. Do you have any set goals that you're looking to achieve in the coming seasons? Um, I would definitely like to do like another 10k this track season, you know, just see if I can, you know, improve from the one I just did. It's awesome. I hope that for you. That'd be great. I just graduated in the spring, so I haven't been paying too close of attention to what's been happening this fall. What are the procedures you have to follow in terms of COVID precautions when going to these meets? Like, do you have to get tested before because I, I noticed that people aren't running with masks on. What what has that whole bit situation been like? At least for like the cross country meets, it's been wear your masks until you're on the start line and everything. We just do like the rapid testing for that, where you know they just check our temperature, and then for like the 10k, I had to get like actually tested for that one and send my results in that it was negative. Well, thank you so much, Emma. It was nice to talk to you and hear more about what brought you to your success this past semester and before we hang up what is a piece of advice that you would tell to a younger version of yourself and what is a message that you want to leave for a future version of yourself for my younger self I would want them like I would want to tell myself that um you know like a lot of unforeseen things have come up and just to like not give up even when things get tough and just to you know keep a level head about everything and just that like once you get through those obstacles, you're just gonna be stronger and more prepared for what's next.